Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breaking OWCP's podcast with Chris and Jeannie. So hello, everyone. We're not doing Wednesday night chats uh, during the holidays, but as we said, we're still recording uh, live podcast episodes for you to listen to while you're at work. So uh, we're also live on the Breaking OWCP Facebook page, as well as the Wednesday night OWCP chats YouTube page. Yeah. So um, you can watch us there if you want to watch live and you can hear us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, uh, in particular, we're on Spotify, we're on the Apple podcast app, and in a number of other places too, you can find us. So look us up. Um, we are Breaking OWCP with Chris and Jeannie. Yes. All right. Let's get right into it. We're going to talk about today 13 things we do for perfect compliance. That goes for you as patients and as well as the things we do in our offices. This is an important topic because, um, and I was just talking with our doctors about it, um, it's important because there's been so many um, medical offices over the years that have gotten busted for fraud. And that's a big deal. You know, we are fanatical about being compliant and um, in every way. And that's why there are 13 things that we do on a regular basis. Um, but we know that, you know, it's devastating to the system. Anytime a doctor gets, you know, busted for fraud or something, it's bad for the whole system because they're, you know, it's just natural that you wouldn't, you know, maybe trust doctors uh, in the future after you know somebody. Right. You know, I've, I've heard people that were patients in an office someplace, not one of ours, thankfully, um, and said, wow, you know, the, the feds just raided this office while I was in it. That's terrible, you know, and that's a thing that we will avoid because we do uh, perfect compliance. Um, so today we're going to talk about what we do uh, to remain compliant, to make you feel comfortable about uh, having our offices as your doctor. Right. Um, but also uh, what's sad is what almost nobody else does. Outside of federal interest centers, nobody really even talks about compliance. They just do um, this thing that I say, you know, they they bury their head in the sand and hope nobody sees them. Or they just hope that nobody shows up and wants to, you know, and starts asking questions. You know, we don't bury our heads in the sand and we don't use hope as a strategy. You know, we have 13 specific things that we do on a regular basis to have perfect compliance. Um, I was in a seminar and I said, I made this note that we would be known as the most compliant medical uh, business in OWCP. And then under it, I wrote perfect compliance because that's the only acceptable way to do it is perfection. Um, no cutting corners, uh, no accidental mistakes, but perfection. So we have a system and we're going to talk about that. Uh, the first thing we do, and this is actually 13 things. I just wrote them down. I was like, wow, we really do a lot of things uh, for compliance. But we have to. We Yeah. And you should require your doctors to do this. You know, ask your doctor to show their compliance manual. Uh, and let, if they're not federal interest centers, they probably don't have one. Um, but the first thing we do seems like a no brainer and everyone does it at every office. We have a sign in sheet, but our sign in sheet has a different purpose. It's not just to show, um, you know, who's coming in today or who came in today. It's to prove that you were there because um, there's a, a study from a, a group called Teamwork Ready and they were billing for patients that never even showed up. And that's according to Department of Justice reports. That's that never sad. showed up. So the first thing we do is we prove that you showed up yeah. and um, we keep those those sign in sheets for our records. Um, so to you, you're just signing in like this is what you do at doctor's offices. But for us, we have a very specific purpose. Your sign in is proof that you were there. In other words, we didn't bill for anybody that didn't show up today. Right. Um, that's key. 
and it's their signature right 100% yeah exactly right and then the next thing we do is we make you uh, review and sign your documentation we even have a sign on all of our walls uh, at every franchise location that explains to you why you're you're reviewing and signing your documentation um, we're very open about this. We want you to see it before the claim examiner sees it. Yeah. As soon as the, the visit is finished, we want you to review the documentation and the billing. Um, so you're not surprised about anything. And then that way you have a chance also to ask questions. You know, what does therapeutic activities mean? And, or what is, uh, you said two units, what's a unit? You know, you get to ask questions about what the bills mean. And then you sign it confirming that, yeah, all that actually happened. Um, we do that because there's also been instances in the past outside of federal injury centers, um, because in our compliance manual, we make all, everyone read the DOJ reports from past you know, fraud cases. We make them read it. All like, of our employees, we tell them to have every employee from the front desk all the way to the back read it. Yeah, because it's real. And, you know, like I said, we don't rely on hope for compliance. We want everyone's eyes to be wide open about what we're doing. Uh, well, there was an office in the past that billed for things that didn't happen. Well look, we're going to just have you as a patient review your documentation and your bills and confirm that all of that stuff did happen. Yes. And then your original signature goes on the documentation that gets sent in to the claim examiner who pays the bills. So the first two things we do have to do with you signing in and signing and reviewing documentation um, so that it's perfect um, every single time. Um, the other thing that is a serious problem outside of federal interest centers is paying for patient referrals. That's a no, no. You, we don't pay for referrals. Uh, you know, everywhere in the law, it says that you have the right to choose your own doctor. And so we honor that. Uh, I, you hear me say all the time, uh, you're here in, on Wednesday night chats, and that doesn't mean you have to be a, a patient with federal interest centers. Or you have the breaking OWCP book. It doesn't mean you've got to be a patient at federal interest centers. Or you just need help. And so you send us a message on Facebook and we help you. It doesn't mean you have to be a patient at federal interest centers. You get to choose. Um, but along the way, we don't pay for referrals either. We don't even give a cup of coffee. We don't give thank you cards. Okay. If someone makes a referral, it's because it's in your best interest um, to come to one of our offices. And what we give in return is good care. And so paying referrals is a big no-no. And we've, we've let go a few doctors because of that. Yeah. You know, because they want to do things anyways that they can't do. So we don't allow for that. Yeah. And you know what? I look back and this year we kicked out more offices than we added. Yeah, we did. That's the way it goes. Um, but we, um, we, we plan and we mandate perfect compliance. You know, everything, there's, there's no substitute for it. So the fourth thing is no kickbacks um, whatsoever. If uh, we give something to a patient from someone else, they're not giving us a kickback for it. If I say, uh, you know, you need this back brace, uh, I'm not getting a, you know, a percentage off the back brace. Uh, if I say, go see Eric Blower's a lawyer, Eric doesn't have any deals where he pays me for that referral. Correct. Um, we don't take kickbacks. We don't give kickbacks. Everything is based on what you need um, individually uh, for your OWCP case, no kickbacks. And, and our doctors know not to work with people that do that as well. Yeah. And that's, that's the next thing. So the fifth thing we do is no deals with outsiders. Yep. There was a recent DOJ report where a doctor was sending uh, referrals of um, pain cream prescriptions to a pharmacist in exchange for money. No deals with outsiders whatsoever, period. Um, if anybody asks us, you know, hey, we, we want you to refer such and such 
for whatever, and we'll give you blank. It doesn't even matter. The answer is no, and don't ever call me again. Yeah, I mean, isn't it odd how doctors hear about all of these FBI raiding these clinics, whether whatever clinic it is, and still there's doctors doing it, thinking they're not going to get caught. And they're, you're going to get caught eventually. Yeah, you're going to get caught. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Okay, they're coming to get you if you do this stuff. So, um, yeah, we just stay away from it. We stay completely out of deals with anyone. Um, and while I'm at it, this isn't one of the 13 things, but we don't really prescribe medications anyways. Right. Uh, none of our doctors really do. We use therapy. Um, and we sure as heck don't use compound pain creams because those have just been riddled with fraud. So we stay far, far away from it. Okay, the next thing is all patients see a medical provider. All patients see a medical provider. Well, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's a really, really big deal. You can't have a course of treatment without a medical doctor. Um, so every patient here uh, at Federal Injury Center sees a medical provider. Um, no exceptions. That's a huge thing. And then in therapy, let's say you get physical therapy at a Federal Injury Center's office. There are certain treatments that are required to be one-on-one -on -one by licensed providers. And so we have licensed providers for all one-on-one -on -one treatment. Um, and one-on-one -on -one does not mean one-on-two. There's a, there's a famous uh, fraud case, unfortunately, where the DOJ report stated that among other things, one-on-one -on -one therapy was being done by unlicensed people or not one-on-one -on -one at all. In other words, the patients were working out by themselves. So that's a no-no. Uh, we just, we don't tolerate that at all. Um, all patients receive one-on-one -on -one treatment by licensed providers. And if you're not getting that, because it is unsafe, especially with your injury, just let us know. Well, we, we need to know. There's not going to be anybody to let us know yeah. because it doesn't happen. In our clinic. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. All right. So the next thing is billing audits. After you sign your documentation and your bills, it still goes through an audit process. Quarterly, we do as we select charts and we audit them. But also the billing team audits every bill as it goes out. So everything goes out and it's matched up with the preauthorization that came from the claims examiner. The documentation is matched up with the billing and it shows that all three of these things are equal. The preauthorization, the documentation and the billing are all right and it was already signed by you. Um, so we do an extra level of audits in our bills to make sure everything goes out squeaky clean at all times. And that takes work. And that's how I know almost no other doctor's office outside of federal injury centers does it because it takes so much effort to do. But it's part of our standard procedure. Every bill gets audited before it goes out. And we hold things that don't make sense. You know, if we have a question, we just hold it. Um, so everything always goes clean. And our billers are really good at that. But, yeah, they're, they're the best in the world at yeah. it. Okay, next, compliance questionnaires. Uh, we take it to the next level. All of our employees are given a questionnaire at least quarterly, and they ask them questions like, are, for example, uh, is there anything that's going on that makes you uncomfortable? Uh, is there anybody, uh, any of your coworkers seem untrustworthy? Um, lots of questions that we want to we wanna know stuff about uh, what's going on because we know we can't be everywhere at all times. And so we have all of our staff at all of our franchise locations ask these or answer these questionnaires quarterly. And then we're never caught off guard. If, if something is wrong, we can fix it like now. Uh, so quarterly compliance questionnaires. And at the same time that we do those uh, questionnaires, we also do new training. So we do retraining on our compliance standards every quarter as well. And after the retraining, they have to take a test. 
to make sure they understand it. If anybody fails the test, uh, we're going to redo it. But guess what? The only acceptable score on a compliance test is perfect. Perfect. One hundred percent is the only acceptable score. So if someone doesn't get all of the questions right, we will retrain on the area that it's they didn't get right. It's not hard questions at all. No. Next thing, return to work. Return to work is a compliance standard for us. Um, it is not acceptable for someone to have a work injury that can get back to work and then they stay off. It's not a vacation. Um, so we use the CA-17s and we write appropriate restrictions, but we get everybody back to work as soon as humanly possible. Um, right now, Federal Injury Centers has roughly an 87% return to work rate. And that's tremendous. Now, unfortunately, your supervisors won't always allow you back to work. But at Federal Interest Centers, you always have an opportunity to clock in, which is best for you because you don't have to jump through hoops to get paid when you're on the clock. Um, right. So that's a huge compliance standard for us. We want everyone back to work. That doesn't mean we're the company doctor because we're not. Okay, Management's not our friend either. Believe me, uh, injury comp is not our friend. But we make every effort to get you back in a position where you can get paid. And that's going to work and clocking in. We actually have one of our doctors that has what? 100 percent right dr harper in yes. alabama sends 100 percent of people back to work at least with some restrictions because he knows you need to get paid right and um that's awesome i mean that's a perfect return to work rate and our offices are not giving you the time off for you to go on vacation because we've heard about that yeah we give it to you that it's medically necessary that's right all right next and there's two more um medical necessity that's a key thing. You know, you may not be aware, but almost all treatment that you would do has to be approved in advance by the claims examiner who pays the bills. So medical necessity is automatic. We have to send in a request for any treatment that the doctor thinks is necessary. They've got to have a letter of medical necessity explaining the rationale, explaining the goal, which is obviously full duty return to work. Um, and then it's got to go to a claims examiner for a review. There are times where the claims examiner says, no, we don't we don't want you to do that. And so we have to sort of retool it and send in a new request. So everything is done based on medical necessity. There is no instance of patients receiving treatment that's not needed. You know, nobody's getting a back brace for a knee injury. That would be stupid. Um, and you're not getting treatment that you don't need, period. Like we're not sending you for injections when you don't need injections because you just have a sprain or something like that. Right. So everything is based on medical necessity. That's really key. So these things kind of tie together. And before I get to the last thing, you sign your documentation. We review all bills and audit all bills. Everything is matched up with pre-authorization. Pre-authorization is an indication of medical necessity, meaning Department of Labor agrees with the doctor and you followed the treatment plan. And then you confirm that all the treatment happened the way we said it happened. Um, you can see how doing these steps leads to perfect compliance. If When we do, I was almost said, if we do all these things, but the, we do all these things. So when we do all these things, um, I sleep really good at night. Yes. You know, I just, I know everything's going well and everything's being done the right way. So here's the last thing um, for compliance. We only accept legitimate OWCP claims. Correct. And it doesn't mean that you may not be hurt but if we investigate this um, through the evaluation process and realize you weren't hurt at work, we're not putting this on OWCP. You have health insurance for that, and that's fine. We'll use your health insurance. Um, but we only accept legitimate work injuries for OWCP claims. Um, and it's easy to figure out how things happen. Like we had a person who called once and said they're new 
on the job. They weren't trying to oh, yeah. scam the system. Um, but you know, I just, I hurt my back. Well, tell me what happened. Well, I, was, I bent over my kitchen to pick a, a pot up out of the, the cabinet. And I said, oh yeah, that's not a, that's not a work injury, but you have health insurance for that. We can still help you. But it's funny. Like that person thought that. And I remember another person years ago that talked to a friend of mine who's not in the franchise, but he's a doctor. And uh, they said, hey, we want to go on vacation. Can we get a CA7 and take us off of work? See, that's what I'm saying. I said, no, no. And he actually called me and said, what do I tell them? Said, no, they have vacation time. Use your vacation time. OWCP is not for vacations. Wow. And, you know, you just you can't bend even a little bit. Some people are funny. You know, they, they have funny requests like, can I get a CA7 for vacation? But you just can't bend at all. Um, and somebody may be not happy with us, but we always do it perfect. Our doctors are not giving you time off for vacation. No. no, no. So here's a recap. So we make you sign in so we can prove you were there. We have you sign your documentation. So you're reviewing it and confirming that it's accurate. We never pay for referrals. People show up and they come to us in their own free will. They could go someplace else if they wanted to. They choose us on their own. Um, we don't give or receive kickbacks for anything. Uh, we have no deals with any outside firms like pharmacies or DME suppliers. We don't have deals, period. Um, and we would never do such a thing. All one-on-one -on -one treatment is done one-on-one -on -one by a licensed provider. Every patient always sees a medical provider to get their evaluation, to get their narrative report, to have the course of treatment uh, outlined. It's done by the medical doctor. Um, we do billing audits on a quarterly basis, but we also audit every single bill that goes out. So that means somebody from the outside of the of the clinic is reviewing the the bills and the documentation and matching them up. Uh, we do quarterly compliance questionnaires, so we get a, all of our uh, employees in every office an opportunity to tell us if something is going wrong or that they may suspect could be wrong. Um, we do quarterly compliance training, so we're always retraining our compliance standards, and then we expect a perfect one hundred percent score on the quizzes. Um, we get everybody back to work because OWCP is not a vacation. Um, we do everything based on medical necessity, and that includes a claims examiner's got to agree to it in advance. So all treatment is medically necessary uh, for the diagnosed condition. And last, we only accept legitimate OWCP claims. And we do an evaluation of every claim to make sure it is legitimate. And then uh, everyone sleeps really good at night. So that's how Federal Injury Centers does compliance. I think you should go, uh, if you're not a, at a Federal Injury Centers doctor, you should go to your doctor next time you're there and say, let me see your compliance manual. How do you do compliance? I think you'll be surprised, if not shocked, at the uh, level of ignorance of compliance that so many doctor's offices have. It's so sad. It's true. But that's why all the time DOJ has got a new report on some office that committed fraud on something that a little bit of common sense could have fixed. And anytime there is a new report by the DOJ, we give it to our offices to add that to their compliance manual. That's right. Yep. We just, unfortunately, they just keep coming. Yeah. You know, they just, so we want our offices keep coming. and our people to understand what they did. It's not going to happen at FIC. So um, let your friends know, your coworkers, let your union leaders know that Federal Interest Centers is, is uh, practices perfect compliance. Um, we've had people out there that have said, hey, don't do business with companies like this because they commit fraud and we don't want you to get wrapped up in it. That actually was sent in an email yes. uh, by a union rep to uh, his members. Well, 
we don't do business with unions. Uh, we love unions, by the way, but we don't do business with them. So nobody's doing business with us because I'm sure that would fall into paying for referrals or kickbacks or deals. And we don't do any of those things. Um, we love and respect unions and we love and respect unions so much that we practice perfect compliance. Yes. And that's what you should expect from your uh, healthcare providers. Uh, let everyone know that that's who we are. All right. We have 13 things we do for compliance. We do them on a regular basis and we're fanatical about it. And then ask to see your uh, your doctor's compliance manual. You ask a federal injury center's office and they'll show it. They'll pop it right down on the table. They all got one. Uh, and corporately, we, I have one here, too. Yeah, we have it in the office. So we keep one as well. But let everyone know. Uh, all right. So this has been the Breaking OWCP podcast. Uh, and it follows the name of the books that I've written called Breaking OWCP. You can find those at breakingowcp.com. Um, download them onto your phone so you can put Breaking OWCP in your pocket. Um, they are only available as a PDF download because you need them when you need them. And you get yourself in a situation where your supervisor says something to you that just doesn't sound right, but you don't have any way to prove them wrong unless you've got Breaking OWCP downloaded to your phone. So go to www.breakingowcp.com. Um, and don't forget to uh, subscribe uh, or follow or whatever this podcast. Um, we download. really appreciate it. Download, download it. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate getting downloads and subscribers. So please do that and tell your friends about it. Um, yeah. This is for all of those of you who cannot be on our chats to see it live or you miss it. This is always here. You can always listen on in. And when we do the chats, that also gets pushed to the podcast. So um, next episode will be everything you can do to get your own OWCP claim approved, even if you don't have a federal injury center's doctor. Um, that's one of my favorite topics. It's what I teach about when I go to union events. It's um, for those people that are in you know rural areas that don't have access to a trained doctor. Um, you can do it yourself. Believe yes. it or not, you have the power to get your own injury claim approved. So that'll be what we talk about in the next episode. Is there anyone that is on our podcast, on the Facebook group or YouTube that has any questions? Now is your time to ask them. Yep. We can always answer or answer questions because we're also, as I said in the beginning, live on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Yes. So if anything uh, hits you and you just want to ask a question about it, I'm happy to answer those. And um, don't forget to go over to Wednesday night OWCP chats with Chris and Jeannie. Uh, go to a Facebook page and hit the follow button on that too. Um, I'm trying to grow the followers by a factor of 10. We want to reach as many people as we can reach in the coming year because um, this epidemic of denied claims or just OWCP claims that aren't even initiated, that's going to stop. You know, people are really suffering because they don't have their claims approved. And most of the time it's because they didn't even initiate the claim. Um, next week, I'm going to talk to you about how to get your claim approved on your own. And if you will follow us on Wednesday night, OWCP chats, Facebook page, um, we'd really appreciate it. And then you'll be able to see live updates there as well. Um, that will be very helpful in getting your claims approved. Right. So we are all um, on almost all social major social media platforms. We are on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. Either look for us at Wednesday night OWCP chats with Chris and Jeannie or breaking OWCP. And now with the podcast, we're hoping we can reach a few more of you. We just surpassed 1000 downloads. So uh, we really appreciate you for that. Like I said, tell your friends. 
All right, folks. Well, that's it for this episode of the Breaking OWCP podcast. Uh, we talked all about compliance, the 13 things we do to keep uh, keep you comfortable and uh, keep me sleeping really good. Worry free. All right, everyone. Have a great and happy Merry Christmas. Happy. And we will see you next time. See you guys.